Season 5, Episode 46, Midweek Bonus Episode. And boy, we got some real gems for the middle of the week. <clears throat> I, I think you're going to be very happy at the level of stupidity that we have for you this week for the Midweek Bonus Episode. My favorite is the Peanut Butter Kid. You know, I got to admire a teenager's future. You know, our our generation, our society is in good hands when we have got such innovative, uh, entrepreneurial young people out there who will do things to make money and to be out of the box creative. And trust me, this kid has done more with peanut butter than I could ever possibly do in a single sandwich. All the stories that you're going to hear in this podcast are true. None of the names have been changed because we've all done something stupid. St. Eric Lane, and welcome to the midweek bonus episode of My Stupid World. Just remember, if you see something stupid, say something stupid. And if you like the podcast, make sure you rate and review it, because I get five-star stupidity for you. So give it a five-star rating, and maybe even write a review of the podcast. I just might read it in an upcoming episode. By the way, if you happen to encounter any aliens... You're going to make it on this podcast as well. That's right. And uh, Alex Collier has made it on the podcast, okay? Because he sees aliens everywhere. 135 billion of them out there. Yeah, and they're blue. Well, at least the two that contacted him anyway. Now, you might you might be comforted to know that old Alex Collier served some time as a Army helicopter pilot. <laughs> yeah, he spoke to two aliens back in the 1980s. Okay. He's claimed the contact was so grand he was actually taken into their spaceship where he was forced to wear a special belt so that the aliens um, could talk to him over a three-month period. These aliens, by the way, they're Andromedians. Is that what they are? Andromedians. They're called... Viseus and Moronine. That's right. Uh, Viseus and Moronine uh, chatted via the special belt over this three-month period. Um, and he says it's um, one of the most in-depth examples of alien-to-human contact, where aliens divulge many eye-opening things about humans and life in the universe. The uh, pair, he claimed, told him the universe was created... 21 billion years ago. It contains more than 135 billion humans. He also describes the aliens as having a bluish skin color and claimed the first time he met them was whenever he was playing hide-and-seek in a field and he fell asleep, then woke up on a table. Hmm. Okay, Scully, you want to come in and take a look at this? <laughs> he says... As I'm lying on this table, there was this man who was very, very tall, about seven feet tall, and he had light blue skin and physically perfect. 
I think I'm getting a little attracted. He says, all I could tell you was that I had instant recognition of who these men were and that I had no fear and that I instantly loved them. The reason that they have come to visit me is that because genetically the lineage of my family goes to them and the story they told me was that 62,000 years ago, I was here as part of an outpost. I tried to break up an argument between two other visiting races and I was killed, which has put me into the Earth's reincarnational cycle. During the talk he gave, by the way, in Japan back in 2007, he claimed that the Viseus uh, was around 43,000 years old and um, Moronine was a very spry 1,700-year-old. Did I mention he was also an Army helicopter pilot? Somehow I'm trying to work in something about PTSD in here somewhere, but I don't know, but... Bluish skin. Wow. Maybe he just um, had a dream of watching that awful Avatar movie or something. I don't know. It's, anyway. Well, this was no alien. No, no, no. It was a snake. I've got a tiger by the tail that's plain to see. I won't be much when you get through with me. And it's some wild video here showing a 12-year-old who was the niece of a popular Australian radio host who had that snake by the tail, and it was no little small garden snake. It was a massive snake swinging that thing around like a hammer thor because she was trying to rescue her guinea pig from its jaws. Brisbane radio host Kip Reitman actually shared the footage to Instagram of his niece, whose name is Rosie, jumping into action after an eight-foot-long python attacked her beloved Maxibon in their backyard in Umundi, Queensland. The girl is seen looking through the shrubs to look for her missing guinea pig, and then suddenly spotting it in the jake and in, in the snake's jaw rosie frantically then grabs the slithery predator by the tail and begins swinging it around like she was an olympic hammer thrower with maxibon still in the snake's mouth you have to see the video it's outlandish rosie was swinging it like a hammer thrower and screaming at the top of her lungs said her dad luke reitman um was his name and luke rather alarmed, steps in to take over this impromptu guinea pig rescue. He gives the snake a good hard pull, which caused it to release the pet, and then it scurried to safety unscathed as the scaly brown and white intruder then tries to slink away. The dad grabs it by the tail and hurls it over the, uh, the, the garden wall. He said, I realized that wasn't ideal, and I chased after it and watched it slither away unhurt, although a little dizzy, he says. The snake's appearance suggested it could have been one of several species known to live in the area, potentially a python or even a deadly eastern brown snake. Rosie later told the local TV station that she didn't even think it through. She says, I was just like, grab the snake, grab the snake. Her dad says she's doing amazing. Uh, just super relieved that little Maxibon, the um, guinea pig, survived. 
Then Ed tells Storyful.com, Maxibon is also doing fine, like nothing ever happened. He's just chilling with his little um, pet, his um, guinea pig brother, Yochi. But you have to see it. Seeing this girl swing this eight-foot python around in a circle with a little guinea pig at the end of the snake in the mouth. It's pretty amazing. But uh, nothing as amazing as seeing a three-year-old on a claw machine. <laughs> three-year-old boy, also from Australia, did what a lot of three-year-old boys do whenever they see a claw machine. Toys! And they found a way to get in. Ended up needing to be rescued from this claw machine by the police. So the Queensland Police Service said in their Facebook post that the little boy, who is named as Ethan, had climbed into the claw machine filled with the Hello Kitty plush toys through the prize chute. Isn't that how they always get in? But he couldn't find his way back out. Well, obviously. A video accompanying the post shows Ethan's parents directing him to the back corner of this machine and telling him to cover up his eyes because the officers were going to shatter the glass pane. Well, here's Ethan being freed from the um, little claw machine by the police. Ethan, go to that back corner. Over to that corner over there. Now, Ethan, cover your eyes. Hide. There you go. You won a prize. Which one do you want? Ethan was lifted out of the machine and returned to his family uninjured. An officer can be heard saying, Oh, you won a prize. Which one do you want? I think he wants all of them. Yeah. Well, this wasn't a prize, but it was certainly revolting. And it only took mm, about 20 minutes for a tampon dispenser that was placed in a boy's restroom at Brookfield High School in Connecticut to be ripped down. <laughs> Principal Mark Belanda sent an email out to students and their families and explained that the new <clears throat> tampon dispenser had been torn down in the boys' bathroom. It was basically destroyed in less than 25 minutes. He called the incident disgusting and an egregious instance of vandalism and destruction of property in this email with a subject line that read, I'm feeling dis right now. The dispenser was put in place in compliance with a new law passed in 2022 and set to go into effect that requires all schools from grades 3 through 12 to install menstrual diaper or menstrual dispensers in female restrooms and at least in one male restroom. Some who supported the bill argued that menstruating individuals shouldn't have to choose between their period and going to school. Belinda said that while the law refers to a men's bathroom, the students' acts of vandalism and destruction of property were the work of immature boys, not men. I, I, let me just stop for just a minute. I think the immaturity is in the school administration, frankly. Anyway, I digress. The school is going to reinstall the tampon dispenser box in a boy's bathroom. Students should not resort to vandalism when they don't understand something, he said. Well, I don't understand putting a tampon box in a boy's bathroom, okay? I don't understand it either. <laughs> Belinda says, instead, ask for more information. 
Use your words to start a dialogue rather than using your hands to destroy something. In this particular instance, if you have questions, please let me know. Okay, Mr. Belinta, why are you putting girls' tampon dispensers in the boys' bathroom? <laughs> okay, it's just a simple question. An open dialogue in the school community can help everyone understand the law, ensure a school environment where everyone is respected and all students are supported, says Matthew Cerrone, the Director of Communications at the State Department of Education. Oh, there's some reasoning behind this. Yes, this reasoning behind the new law is that trans and intersex students can have access to sanitary products that they need the, if they need them. Brookfield Schools Superintendent John Bar, uh, Barlell tells Hearst, Connecticut media that the dispenser issue has since been addressed with the student, but declined to provide further details. He also declined to share whether multiple students were involved in the incident due to privacy reasons and declined to give details on the disciplinary action. Now, Brookfield Board of Education Chair Wendy Youngblood said if having menstrual products in a boy's bathroom is confusing or unsettling, for some in the school community, there should be a civil, open, and constructive conversation. But we're still going to keep the tampon dispenser in the boy's bathroom. We can talk about it and discuss it, but it's still going to be in the boy's bathroom. I don't understand. Okay, are you going to be putting condoms in the girl's bathroom? I mean, is that possible? I think they should probably do that. We'll put tampon dispensers in the boys' bathroom and condoms in the girls' bathroom. Why not? I mean, if you're going to confuse the living crap out of somebody, let's make it across the board. We already do, we already are confused on what bathroom to use. Let's just see if we can't up the ante a little bit. Apparently, here's a man that was so confused, he did not know where he needed to go to beat the meat. He was taking an Uber home to his $655,000 townhouse, this 46-year-old Florida man. While he was in that Uber, he decided to expose his genitals and pleasure himself to completion. <laughs> he hit the climax, and it forced the driver to clean up the mess he left behind that was in the seat right behind the front seat passenger seat. <clears throat> According to court records, maybe this guy needed a tampon dispenser. I don't know. I, I Maybe they should put a tampon dispenser in Uber cars. I don't know. According to court records, the driver picks up Jason Haggerty around 845 at night in Tampa, drives him to St. Petersburg, and while he's en route, Haggerty displayed and exposed his penis and proceeded to, quote, masturbate the duration of the ride until arriving home. The driver tells cops he speaks no English, and he was unable to tell the defendant to stop, though he did use his phone to record the defendant masturbating. The driver said that Haggerty ejaculated inside the vehicle. In order to continue working, the driver had to personally clean the seminal fluid from his own vehicle, according to the detective. An arrest, warrant, an arrest affidavit noted that there was a third unknown person in the vehicle's backseat who spoke up for the victim at the conclusion of the ride. <laughs> what ride were they talking about, I wonder? Police believe alcohol probably played a role in the incident. Haggerty, as a licensed nurse practitioner, was then arrested for exposure of sexual organs, which is a misdemeanor, and booked into the county jail. During a court hearing, a judge 
ordered Haggerty released from custody on his own recognizance. So I guess many Uber drivers, you know, will allow pets in their car if you ask in advance. But look, this guy should have known it's never okay to whip out your trouser snake. It's kind of hard to believe this guy even did this. I guess he's a big fan of that film Free Willy. Well, um, fans of Demi Lovato were a bit cringe, cringy when they saw this video of her back in 2013. Well, it was actually a video of her singing a song that she did back in 2013. The song was called Heart Attack. Now, obviously it's a good song, but they were cringing because she was singing the song at an American Heart Association event. I don't get that. Well, anyway, it was going around social media. The singer, who also uses the they-them pronouns, belted her popular song at the AHA's annual Go Red for Women Red Dress Collection concert, which aims to raise awareness about cardiovascular disease. Fans thought the song choice was odd, especially for someone who suffered from three strokes and a heart attack during a near-fatal overdose in 2018 and expressed their confusion online. However, an inside source told Page Six that performing the song Heart Attack for the American Heart Association's event was a strategic move for Lovato and was even encouraged by the AHA. Following Demi's heart attack and near-death experience for a few years, Demi thought she would not be able to sing Heart Attack, according to an insider. Demi feels as though she has been able to reclaim the song, says the source. The, the camp rock star prefaced her performance with a meaningful note, saying, while my next song is about the intense feelings that come with falling in love as well as a heartbreak, opening up yourself, taking risks, and not being afraid to do it again, this song has many parallels for me, my journey, and a reminder of us all in here in the room just how strong the mind-heart-body connection truly is. Whatever that means. Okay, now, you might remember a few episodes ago, I told you about a radio station in Oklahoma that went off the air suddenly because the thieves cut down the broadcast tower so they could get $100 worth of copper from the coax cables. Well, that's nothing compared to this. There's a station in Alabama, which is a WJLX, who announced that somebody had stolen their tower. It was a 200-foot steel radio tower, like it's gone without a trace. According to this Facebook post, the station owner said the building was vandalized. Every piece of equipment was stolen out of it. They cut wires to the tower. They downed the tower and removed it from the property. The owner doesn't mention anything about surveillance, only to say that the police are investigating. But I don't know, something tells me that the thief or maybe thieves will be tracked down because somebody had to have seen them making off with a 200-foot tower. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Well, I had to include this because I am a product of the South. And a lot of folks down South have this phrase, oh, bless your heart. It's a very common saying kind of a joke I've been telling everybody around here. And bless your heart, it's not always a compliment. If that phrase is also followed by the phrase, you just can't help it, then you've really been given a slap in the face. I've heard people say, oh, bless his heart, he just can't help it. But have you ever heard someone say they were madder than a wet hen? 
My mother has said that many times. Or how about butter my backside and call me a biscuit? Well, if you haven't, folks, you're just missing out. In fact, it just came out here recently. All of you non-Southerners are misspelling the word y'all. It is not it is not spelled ya apostrophe all. It is ya apostrophe all. Okay, you get what I'm saying? Just so that you know that. But here's some other unique sayings that Southerners use and I am very familiar with. How about this? Fixin' to. Yeah, you're not about to eat, but you're fixin' to eat. Or, well, let me let you go. Now, that's a polite way of saying you're fixin' to leave. My mother used this one a lot. Hill of beans. That's right, hill of beans. Somebody says, that ain't worth a hill of beans. That means it's worthless. And I like this one, too. And that, my, my, even my, my wife did not know this. It was plum. Not the fruit. It's a synonym for completely. Like I'm plum tuckered out. Or my neighbor is plum crazy. And I've heard this a lot from grandma. Give me some sugar. That does not mean she needs something to go in her apple pie. It means grandma wants a smooch. And then, of course, there's the famous, I'll tell you what. Now, when you hear Southerners say that, you're about to get their opinion on something, whether you ask for it or not. Here's one that I haven't really heard much, but I can easily hear someone saying, well, a rooster one day and a feather duster the next. That means don't brag about your future now because it could all be gone before you know it. Mm-hmm. And I've heard this one a few times, too, because if you're grumbling and whining, complaining, maybe some Southerner wants you to be a bit more positive. So you might hear them say, can't, never could. Can't, never could. Won't you be more positive? That's what that means. And if you live near a coast, maybe your kids throw tantrums. But if you live in the South, your kids throw hissy fits. Although... I was always told growing up that I would pitch an Uncle Joe fit because of all the hissy fits my Uncle Joe was known to throw whenever he was a kid. And, of course, you've heard the saying, if the creek don't rise. That just means if you plan on being there unless something crazy happens. Of course, if you're out of the West Coast with all the rain in California, you can adopt that phrase and pretty much cancel all your plans. But there's a quick uh, primer on some southern colloquialism. But they don't have porta potties in the south. You see, they have outhouses. That's the kind of thing that uh, is. And one of the most popular things, of course, that my dad and his friends and people used to do when they had a lot of outhouses in the south was they go tipping outhouses. That was like the big prank, you know? And, and, um, that, 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 that could get a lot of kids in trouble, especially if you tip the outhouse while your dad was inside. Well, obviously, some things never change over generations, and this is the kind of thing that makes boomers really hate you. There's a 65-year-old guy. His name is Stefano Shaletto. He was out on his daily walk through a park in Denver, and he needed to go to the bathroom. Luckily, he found a porta potty or an outhouse, and it was an extra-large one made by a company called Honey Bucket. I'm not sure why that name is so gross, but nevertheless, he goes inside to do his business. But before he finished, he felt the porta potty start moving 
and he thought the workers were picking it up to empty it. But sadly, that wasn't the case. No, it was actually some mischievous teenagers who thought it would be fun to tip over the outhouse while he was still inside. And unfortunately, they succeeded. Now, you can only imagine how gross that might have been. It also hurt his back in the fall, but he's feeling better now. Well, here's Stefano talking about this painful and rather stinky prank. I saw the portable potty and I wanted to use it. I felt the thing uh, start to move and I was so freaking scared, you know? I started shouting, hey, hey! It just kept on moving and it fell to the side. I uh, fell on my back and he said, yeah, I think it was a couple of teenagers. It may sound funny when you're a kid. It's not if you're the guy inside. It's not funny at all. It's, it's something that could have ended in a very unfunny way. So a man and his son watched the whole thing happen and helped get him out. And they're the ones that said that the teenagers did it. The kids, they could potentially face some charges, but they were long gone by the time the cops got there. It doesn't sound like that they have any idea who did it. Well, it's amazing what qualifies as a good career decision these days. Recently, a teenager in Iowa named Eli Michael, I guess that's how you pronounce his name, it's M-I-E-L-K-E. So, Eli Michael launches an Instagram account, and he calls it Peanut Butter Eater 16. And Eli promises to eat one tablespoon of peanut butter for every 50 followers that he got. But he quickly found himself in a jam. (laughs) No pun intended. Because more than 100,000 people followed him in a single week. He's currently sitting now at about 115,000 followers. And if you did the math, that's 2,300 spoonfuls. Or 72 16-ounce jars. Thankfully, he and his parents thought better of it. He stuck with the plan until day six, when 20,000 people followed him overnight. At that point, he said he'd eat a cup of peanut butter or half a jar for every 10,000 followers he got. But even that's been a challenge. His mom says Eli has gone through seven large 64-ounce jars of peanut butter in the past month. That's 28 pounds of peanut butter. Sounds a lot like it. a lot of it wasn't really eaten. Now here's Eli and his mom, Angela, talking about this massive amounts of peanut butter that he's eaten because of this account. All over the internet, they've been doing just certain things for so many followers, and I thought, well, peanut butter's pretty good. My first thought was that it was kind of funny, And then I started to be in awe at how fast his account was growing. I was expecting it kind of as a joke to get, you know, maybe a couple hundred. But then once it got in the thousands, it kept going. And I thought it was funny at first. And then once I realized how much peanut butter I had to eat, then it wasn't much of a joke anymore. And it was a lot of peanut butter. I've spent pretty close to $150 on peanut butter to support this venture for him. Now, when Eli hit 100,000 followers, he celebrated with a video where he covered himself in peanut butter. And, of course, his uh, brand of choice, and I'm sure you're dying to know, is Skippy peanut butter. And so what do you think happened? Skippy 
sent him a care package full of snacks and swag. Yeah. And he started posting paid content now, like a video where he eats peanut butter while wearing the brand's sunglasses. And he's also selling merchandise and just charged or changed the challenge again. Now he's eating a spoonful of peanut butter for every 50 sales that he gets. I'm in the wrong business. I could be spending my entire life not getting up at 3.30 in the morning and driving 31 miles in the snowstorm to go and talk on the radio. I could sit at home and eat peanut butter for my Instagram followers. Duh. Why did I waste all that money going to college? Get up close and personal with My Stupid World by interacting with the podcast through Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World's Telegram channel. I post the actual articles used in the podcast episodes every weekend from the week's collection of stupidity. When you join the channel, you'll get to read the actual stories, see the actual photos, or watch the actual videos from the stupidity that is talked about in each episode. And you can even make comments about what you read or seen, even comments with your suggestions or opinions about what I've talked about. You can even share the links to some of the stupid stories that you've encountered. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E to see a preview of the channel and download Telegram Messenger, the app to your smartphone. It's also available in desktop versions as well, and it's supported on Windows, Linux, Apple, and Android platforms. Telegram is a secure messaging app that's gaining in popularity. You can learn more by visiting telegram.org. President Biden appeared to uh, mix up French President Emmanuel Macron with a former leader of the European country who's been dead for nearly three decades. But, you know, Joe is just used to summoning the dead because that's his primary voter base. A new survey finds that football has surpassed baseball as America's national pastime. But look, you'd think baseball was the new pastime because these days Americans do a lot of shooting and stealing. I mean, football is undoubtedly the most popular sport in the country. And of course, I think we can all thank Taylor Swift for that. A police robot recently introduced by the NYPD has been deactivated, which means that somehow he left the force even faster than the human cops. <laughs> Now, this thing will probably face the same fate as most advanced technology in New York City, stolen and sold for scrap in a Staten Island junkyard. And U.S. porn star Whitney Wright has caused controversy by traveling to Iran and filming herself at various places. It was a chance for her fans to see her like they've never seen her before, covered head to toe in clothing. Now, this woman is lucky she wasn't placed in handcuffs, although, of course, in her line of work, She's probably used to that. Britney Spears, though posed topless while modeling a cheeky yellow thong in a racy throwback bedroom photo. Of course, at this point, it's only shocking when we see pictures of Britney fully clothed. 
And NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell announced the league's latest venture globally will be in Brazil with the Philadelphia Eagles named the team to play their week one. It means Brazilians are going to go to a football game and be so mad that it isn't soccer. There will be some seriously dangerous criminals in Brazil. And after the Philly players land, there will also be some pretty wild Brazilian gang members there, too. President Biden sparked some fresh alarm by appearing to get lost during his latest press conference, even forgetting the name Hamas. I think from now on, Joe will just simply continue to refer to those organizations as, oh, you know, the thing. Don't even mention Gaza Strip to Joe. I mean, he thinks that that's just the nightclub where Hunter goes to see naked ladies. According to a federally funded study, magic mushroom seizures by law enforcement skyrocketed in Colorado and across the country from 2017 to 2022. And much like the president walking up a flight of stairs, millions of Americans have been tripping. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> people are taking magic mushrooms and altering reality. And given the current state of the world, they might want to con continue upping the dosage, frankly. A dedicated gamer from Hungary played World of Warcraft for a consecutive 59 hours and 20 minutes that broke two Guinness World Records in the process. And I think it's safe to say that this guy spent more hours playing the game than he ever has with a woman. The trailer for A Quiet Place, Day One, has now been released with that movie set to open over the summer. The movie features a truly horrific creature that makes awful sounds, so it could easily be confused with a biopic about Kamala Harris. Democrat Marianne Williamson dropped out of the 2024 presidential race. Now, look, here's the problem, see. Even she didn't want to vote for Marianne Williamson, see. This, of course, comes as a shock to millions of Americans who didn't even know she was running. Evidently, it's all part of a bigger plan to give Nikki Haley a hint. And according to a new study, saturated fatty acids play a crucial role in creating new memories. And this is interesting, too. They also play a crucial role in creating a big butt. Unfortunately, though, most of those new memories involve eating KFC. And there's been record flooding, as I've said, in Southern California. In fact, it's so bad Governor Newsom has arranged to have Tom Cruise move to higher ground. The floodwaters are so deep, Kim Kardashian is now using her butt as a flotation device. The new U.N. weather agency says, uh, the, the chief of this agency says that the rate of global warming is speeding up. It's true. I mean, I got an Egg McMuffin at McDonald's this morning, and it was actually hot. <laughs> you may think, how, how warm is it? Well, according to Bill Clinton, Hillary is actually starting to thaw. And ESPN, Warner Discovery, and Fox Sports are all teaming up. They're going to create an all-new sports streaming network. It's all part of this bigger plan to give Americans another password they can't remember. Pretty exciting stuff, though. It'll, it'll give football fans a whole new way to watch the Buffalo Bills blow it. And actress Gina Carano is suing the Walt Disney Company over her 2021 firing from The Mandalorian. Did you happen to see the last season of The Mandalorian? Yeah, no, believe me, they did her a favor. I mean, if Disney should be sued for anything, it's for what it costs to buy a bottle of water at Disney World. Vivek Ramaswamy doubled down on his theory that Democrats will swap out President Biden with Michelle Obama on their party's ticket following the release of the special counsel's report, which makes sense because, you know, the Dems want somebody with balls. 
Hillary Clinton weighed in on the concerns surrounding President Biden's age. She said it's a legitimate issue. Of course, at this point, even Hillary thinks the only job Joe is qualified for is an extra on the set of The Walking Dead. (laughs) Hillary also said, I think Biden should also lean into the fact that he's experienced and that experience is not just in the political arena. Well, Joe certainly has plenty of experience. The only problem is he doesn't remember any of it. Elizabeth Hurley recently shared two photos of herself lounging in a sauna while wearing a hot pink bikini. It was smoking hot in there, and not because of the temperature setting. Now, saunas are, you know, made of wood, right? Of course, if you're a dude checking out pics of Liz Hurley in the sauna, you get wood. Super Bowl 58 saw record viewership. Some say that's due to the Taylor Swift effect. That's right. Taylor somehow got people interested in a Las Vegas activity that does not include gambling, drinking, and prostitutes. Seems like female Swifties tuned in for the tight ends and also to watch Travis Kelsey play. U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers recently captured more than $9.5 million in hard drugs coming over the border at the World Trade Bridge in Texas. And that was just the delivery for Hunter Biden. Then there's a recent poll says that an overwhelming number of Americans distrust the federal government to save them in a global emergency. That should give us all hope that an overwhelming number of Americans do, in fact, have a brain. These misgivings are unlikely to fade after the release of an unnerving report that said the president's memory was significantly limited. And it's hard to trust that he can save us during an emergency when he can't even stop an emergency in his trousers. Then that winter storm that took aim on the Northeast wreaked havoc in major cities during the morning commute. We had snow and cold temperatures hitting cities like Philadelphia and New York. And, well, people actually had to pee indoors. New York City got over six inches. Kind of reminded them of the days when Anthony Weiner was in office. Beyonce gave her fans a special treat on Super Bowl Sunday, dropping two new country songs. Of course, not to be outdone, her husband Jay-Z gave everyone a special treat by not releasing any new music. One of Beyonce's new songs is called Texas Hold'em, which is a tough thing to bring up in Las Vegas because, well, that's how most people lose their kids' college fund. Blake Lively reportedly wore nearly a half million dollars in jewelry to Super Bowl 58, which is uh, actually kind of common in Las Vegas, you know, because you need something to put on the blackjack table when you run out of money. And Blake Lively's gold and silver pieces totaled a whopping 469075 bucks. Of course, now I know why her husband Ryan Reynolds has to continue filming Marvel movies. Kansas City Chiefs head coach Andy Reid downplayed Travis Kelsey's sideline temper tantrum at the Super Bowl. He said that they're all, they're all passionate players. Now, Kelsey was so annoyed and unlikable, you'd think that you were watching one of his 30 commercials. Kelsey screamed at the old man's face, so, you know, when he retires from football, maybe he'll have a definite future as a nursing home attendant. Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver Mercole Hardman admitted that he blacked out during his Super Bowl winning touchdown reception, which isn't that impressive because, yeah, you know, most football fans do that just hours after the 8 a.m. tailgate.
I'm open to talking about anything, but love talking about surviving in the stupidity that's always around us. And if you're insane enough to ask, I'm insane enough to reply. I'd love to hear from you either by leaving a voice message or a written message. And you can even do that at uh, podcast.insaneericlane.com. Leave any comment you have from a podcast or even if a question you have, I'll be happy to address either one. Your questions or comments might even be played and or even talked about in a future podcast episode. And if you or someone you know would like to join in on a podcast, you're more than welcome to participate. You can... Uh, Download the Spotify for Podcasters app on your phone, and you can do that just as simple as a phone call. Or I can even send you a link that you can actually participate from the website. You can download the app to your favorite app store and add that uh, podcast to your favorites. You can also email me with comments, questions, requests at shoutout at insaneericlane.com. And, of course, should you certainly subscribe to the podcast if you listen on Apple, iHeart, Breaker, Google, Verbo, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, or whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Don't forget to follow me also on Facebook and X. Just look up the handle at insaneericlane. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing. And now, this week's Genius Award. And in this week's Genius Awards, a group of Texas Dairy Queen employees were arrested after officers accused them of running a methamphetamine ring from a store in the town of Clifton. According to the police statement, investigators received a tip in June of 2023 that several employees at the local Dairy Queen were selling meth at their job and in Clifton, about 35 miles northwest of Waco, Texas. The department opened an investigation and started looking into the employees, according to police. As the police began their research, they named the investigation Operation Blizzard. The operation, which set up undercover drug buys at the Dairy Queen on numerous occasions, led to police suspicion that the employees were allegedly selling drugs at other locations around Clifton and more people were involved, according to the press release. Clifton police obtained a search warrant for an apartment at the Bosque Village Apartments on South Avenue. Police there arrested two people and seized methamphetamines and other drug paraphernalia. After police were granted two additional search warrants and with the help of the McLennan County Sheriff's Office SWAT team, warrants were served at two addresses on South Avenue on the east side. Police arrested eight people. Five of them had outstanding warrants and two were in possession of meth during the search. The workers involved in the drug ring are no longer employed at the Dairy Queen, by the way. Man, can you imagine that meth at a Dairy Queen? You thought the most dangerous thing you could buy there was the Backyard Bacon Ranch Signature Stack Burger. Meth simply has no place at a Dairy Queen, folks. Please, just stick with the marijuana like everybody else dines there. And then there's this. A 66-year-old Florida man has been arrested after crossing police crime scene tape at a fatal Clearwater plane crash site. He claimed to be part of the medical staff, according to Fox 13 Tampa Bay. Authorities confirmed to Fox 13 that around 9.30 at night, Joseph Salvatore Schifano identified himself as medical staff when he tried to cross the yellow police tape at the scene of the fatal crash. Clearwater police told Fox 13 that Schifano could not provide any proof of employment or duty after he was caught ducking under the crime tape 
in entering the crash site. Police warned Schifano to stay out of the crime scene after he told them that he was just nosy. He was then told to move along, according to the affidavit that was obtained by Fox 13. After being warned, he walked around officials to hide himself and then crossed under the tape again. According to the arrest affidavit, police says Schifano was an entire house length into the crime scene while taking a video of the scene on his phone. Officials stated that Schifano apologized for his behavior and told him that he was just trying to capture a video for a media company in an attempt to make some money. According to Pinellas County Jail records, Schifano was arrested and is now facing charges of resisting an officer without violence, and he was released on $500 bail. I mean, this man pretended to be medical staff. Now I guess he'll be the subject of plenty of uh, prostate exams in jail. Yeah, pretending to be something that he's not. That's kind of more proof that people need to get the heck off social media. And how about this? A traffic stop turned into a drug bust when Florida deputies with Hardy County Sheriff's Department said that they discovered drugs inside a vehicle that they pulled over during a routine traffic stop. According to the Sheriff's Office, deputies pulled over a vehicle driven by Alfredo Barcenas of Wakalua for a window tent infraction. Deputies said they smelled marijuana when they approached the vehicle and found small baggies, a scale, and a green leafy substance when they searched inside the car. Deputies questioned Barcenas about what was in the pockets. They said he pulled out a wallet, a medium-sized baggie, a green leafy substance, and a single-dollar bill. A deputy that noticed a bulge in Barcenas' jacket pocket found another bag containing a clear glass pipe, a red baggie with crystal-like substance, and a bag containing white powdery substance. Field tests were conducted on the substances, resulting in the identification of 22 grams of cocaine, 2.3 grams of methamphetamine, and 26.8 grams of marijuana. Now, Barcenas was then charged with possession of drug equipment, possession of marijuana over 20 grams, possession of a controlled substance, possession of cocaine, and cocaine distribution within 1,000 feet of a place of worship. This nut job had coke, meth, and weed in his car? That vehicle was so loaded with drugs, you'd think it was registered to Charlie Sheen. I mean, deputies knew something was up when they smelled marijuana. I mean, yeah, it was like it was so strong, they thought they'd just pulled into a Taco Bell drive-thru. And what about this? The TSA didn't have to ask this guy to remove his shoes. An alleged drunk and fully naked 36-year-old Florida man was arrested after he was caught casually strolling through an airport terminal before he attempted to walk past security. Martin Evtimov parked his car on the sidewalk at the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport before he entered the building and put his entire body on display, according to the Broward County Sheriff's Department. Footage from inside the terminal captured Intimov nonchalantly strolling through the check-in lanes of Terminal 1 as passengers diverted away from the naked man. Evtimov eventually made his way to the airport's TSA security line, strolling past several TSA agents and talking incoherently. The clothes-free man rerouted away from the screening areas and attempted to open a door marked restricted access, with video obtained by WSVN showed. He eventually made his way past the screening area to the baggage inspection line where he was met by sheriff's deputies and more TSA agents. Law enforcement officers then went to subdue Ivtimov, and, well, he allegedly then began resisting arrest, but was eventually taken into custody. 
Footage captured the man being bent over the baggage conveyor belt as at least two Broward County Sheriff's deputies detained him. So we got a drunk naked guy running through the airport. But this is, isn't this just a typical day for a Frontier Airlines pilot, you know? The guy made a terrible mistake, though. Yeah. Should have just waited till he got to the airport bar to get blackout drunk. And you got to check this one out. A fire extinguisher found damaged at a historic courthouse led law enforcement to arrest a 27-year-old Morganton, North Carolina man for his role in the act. Officers with the Morganton Department of Public Safety were dispatched to the historic Burke County Courthouse on East Union Street for a vandalism call. When they got there, they allegedly located Joshua Daniel Sanders in the area. When they interviewed Sanders and reviewed surveillance footage, officers said they determined that Sanders had broken into and damaged a fire extinguish, uh, the fire extinguisher housing unit. Sanders then proceeded to willfully misuse and discharge the extinguisher into the grounds of Courthouse Square. Officers also determined the device had to be taken out of service due to the damage. So Sanders was arrested and charged with, and I quote, molesting a fire extinguisher system. <clears throat> Sanders did not receive a bond due to North Carolina's new Pretrial Integrity Act, which requires judges, not magistrates, to set conditions for pretrial release for certain violent offenders. His first, uh, first uh, court appearance is uh, next month. So this is kind of a very interesting thing to be charged with, don't you think? I wonder what, I wonder if you beat up, got beat up in prison for something like this, you know? Oh, what are you in for, boy? Uh, molesting a fire extinguisher? <laughs> yeah, this dude discharged the fire extinguisher. <clears throat> well, I guess that means it was certainly touched inappropriately. And you'll never believe this. A 21-year-old Delaware man has been arrested after shooting fireworks out of his truck in Monroe County, Pennsylvania. According to the Pocono Township Police Department, around 9.46 in the evening, officers responded to the area of Crescent Lake Road in Scott Run for a report of an individual setting off fireworks from a moving pickup truck. Prior to arrival, police said the pickup truck had fled into the Crescent Lake community. Surveillance footage showed the pickup truck lighting off fireworks in the roadway while in motion. The driver was then seen shooting fireworks towards and into the yard of nearby residences, according to the police. An officer said that one of the fireworks was actually seen on surveillance striking the side of an occupied residence. So police were able to make contact with Jonathan Rainier. He's from Wilmington, Delaware, who reportedly attempted to set off the fireworks but denied setting them off from a moving vehicle or toward a residence. Rainier was charged with propulsion of missiles, reckless endangerment, and some traffic violations. Look, you can't shoot fireworks out of your truck. I mean, where did this guy think he was? Alabama? I mean, you know, it's just only certain states are cool with activity like this, you know, like mainly the ones where your cousins doubles as your wife. Okay, one more. A 38-year-old Massachusetts police detective is on leave. He was arrested for allegedly assaulting people during a disturbance at Disney World in Orlando, Florida, according to officials. Detective Dwayne Danforth has been placed on paid administrative leave as a result of the incident in Florida that occurred while he was off duty, according to the Brookline Police Chief Jennifer Pastor. 
Prosecutors said Danforth was arrested after he allegedly assaulted security staffers and cast members at Walt Disney World's Epcot Park while trying to access a roped-off section of the park that he wasn't allowed to be in. Court documents said Danforth said, quote, I'm going to blankety-blank kill you while pushing a security team member away. He also allegedly struggled while being placed into handcuffs. Danforth was selected as the department's Officer of the Year back in 2021 and was recognized for his ability to de-escalate situations. He's also a U.S. Army veteran. Now, in a statement, the Brookline Police Department writes, Despite Detective Danforth's many years of outstanding service to our community and country, we also recognize no one is perfect. We believe that one single instance of alleged misconduct should not overshadow his otherwise exemplary service to Brookline in our community. Well, Danforth will remain on leave pending the outcome of an internal investigation into the incident. Yeah. I mean, you never like to see people get assaulted at Disney World, you know, especially when everyone's wallet is already taking a beating. I mean, Disney World is asking everyone to look, please take the fist fighting where it belongs. The local Walmart. Now, do me a favor, help spread this stupidity. We want you to share, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast because this is five-star stupidity here. So give it a five-star rating. When you rate and review the podcast, it always helps it to show up prominently in searches. So when people are out there searching for stupidity, they can easily find it. And by the way, if you listen to the podcast by streaming it, but you have poor cell or Wi-Fi coverage, take my advice. Just download each episode to your podcast player. And Podcast Addict is the app I use and recommend for optimum performance because it is the number one uh, Android podcast um, app. It's absolutely free with two paid uh, versions as well. And besides this episode, we've also got the weekend episode where Pancho Guerrero, my insane Florida nephew, will join in with his witty commentary to all the stupidity. He gets to speak filter-free every episode. Also, you can test your skills against Pancho during the weekly Insane Game Show. And after he also answers your questions, too. He has the Ask Pancho segment. You can ask him anything, and he'll answer it in his most sage wisdom. And then I publish all the episodes each week, besides this one and the one for the weekend. And after I get all them published, I put the links up on Telegram Messenger. The All the links where these stories came from, you can check them out. You can see the pictures, watch the videos, and all that kind of thing. So if you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World channel on Telegram, you can check out all those links. And you can even make comments about them. You can share them with your friends as well as interact with the podcast as well. You can also preview the channel. You can get a link to download the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash Lane. That's t.me slash E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. It's absolutely free. It's available in desktop or mobile versions for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple platforms. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Just look for the handle Insane Eric Lane. That's the little at symbol Insane Eric, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. I'm on Facebook or on X, or you can just head over to my website. InsaneEricLane.com. And finally, ponder this. Everyone is entitled to be stupid, but most people abuse the privilege. Insane Eric.
Eric Lane's Stupid World is produced with the support from EnvisionWise, LLC, and AmeriCountry.com, from Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy at the United Stations Radio Network, SheetHappens.com, Good Parts Media, and Mr. Laughs. Theme music from Randy Stonehill, It's a Great Big Stupid World, copyright 1992 Stonehillian Music, Word Music, Twitch and Vibes Music, and is available anywhere you purchase music. Thanks for making it to the end of Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World. Please be sure to seek therapy to ensure you still have your wits with you. And if this has inspired you to try your hand at making a podcast, you can do it absolutely free with Spotify for Podcasters. The editing and music library are at your fingertips with Spotify for Podcasters. Download the app from your favorite app store. 